The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymoor, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Trial by Fire I heard the cry, we are lost, we have burned a saint. And I knew more than any other person that this girl had indeed been chosen by God to save France at a crucial moment in its history. I was Joan's father confessor. I shared her thoughts and the suffering of her soul. I was with her before her final journey to God. Joan? Joan, don't be afraid. It's Father Martin. Father, how good of you to come. I wouldn't have left the Bishop of Beauvais in peace unless he gave me permission for this visit. I thought you were asleep. Oh, my child, you've been crying. Father. Tell me, my child, how can I give you courage? I feel so helpless. God alone can console you. I know God will be with me when I face the executioner tomorrow. I... God has always been with you, Joan. He's here in this very cell at this very moment. My mother. I'm so terribly lonely for home. Father, I've had no message from them. You're constantly in their thoughts and prayers. They've tried to see you many times, but well, they were always turned away. Oh. Look, I brought some writing material. Would you like to write them a message? Father, I... I can't read or write. When you see them again, tell them how much I miss them, how much I love them, and and will always love them. Of course, my child. Oh, how can I thank you enough for spending this last night with me? How good God is to give me this consolation give us both this consolation. 
Being alone in prison has made me think about so many things. Some memories are bitter ones. But there are others that make me so happy when I recall them. Which are the happy ones? I remember how happy I was when I used to work in the fields with my father and my brothers. I like to think about the evenings I sat with my mother and she taught me to sew and spin. She used to say, Joan, when it comes to sewing and spinning, you should fear no woman. He's smiling. It's good to see you smile. It's good to talk, to talk things out, isn't it, Father? Always, and especially with a trusted friend. Father, once I turned away from God through doubt and fear of pain, although I know God has forgiven me, The remembrance of it is still with me. Joan, some of the greatest saints denied our Lord one time in their life. St. Peter, Mary Magdalene, Augustine. Do you remember what King David said years after he'd been forgiven for his sin of murder and adultery? No, I don't, Father. He said, my sin is always before me. Now, surely God had forgiven him. He tells us this himself. But the remembrance of his weakness kept him humble and more dependent on God than on his own strength. Perhaps I wasn't humble enough. And that's why I denied God. There is no person so humble that he can say that I've never denied God in anything. Who can say I have no need of forgiveness? We all need forgiveness and humility. Father, do you believe in my innocence? Before I became your confessor, I, too, had doubts about you. But But now... But it's different now, Joan. I feel that you are especially blessed by God and one of his chosen. Oh, Father. Hearing you say that will help me face tomorrow. You spoke of bitter memories. Would it help if you told me about them? Yes. After I led my soldiers to final victory at Orléans and on to Reims, where Charles VII was crowned, I felt I had accomplished the mission God had given me. I had given France back her dignity, and my heart almost burst with joy. Oh, your hour of triumph is not over, Joan. You must believe that. But I was captured by the Burgundians during the battle to save the town of Compiègne. I became a prisoner of the Duke of Burgundy. I thought King Charles would come to my aid, but he didn't. The cruelest moment was when I was betrayed to the English and abandoned by those whom I revered and loved. And your voices... The messengers from God who guided you on your mission, what did they tell you about your fate? They were silent about my fate. I believe God did not want me to know what the future held for me. He wanted me to trust in him completely. Tell me, tell me, Joan, of your first experience with these voices. Oh, it seems so long ago when I first heard them speak to me. I was 13 years old. I was walking in my father's garden at noon. I remember I was... I was thinking about God, how much he means to me. Joan. What? Joan. I... I can't see. The light is so bright. Joan. Do not be afraid. What? I come to you from God. Archangel, 
I bring you this message from God to raise the siege of Orléans and bring glory to France. Joan, you have found favor with God. I... I... I am a poor peasant girl. I, I know nothing of fighting and riding. How can I do what God asks? Do not be afraid. God has commanded it. He will provide you with all that is necessary to accomplish this mission. You will go to King Charles after the siege of Orléans is lifted, and he will receive you. You will lead him to Rome, where he shall be crowned. All this shall be accomplished in God's own time. May God's will be done. I shall do whatever my Lord commands. And all was accomplished, wasn't it, Joan? All that God had promised would be accomplished. But after I was sold to the English... I was turned over to the church authorities. I was accused not of defeating France's enemy, but of holding heretical views contrary to the teaching of the church. They said I was diabolically possessed. I, Pierre Cochon, by divine mercy, Bishop of Beauvais, and Father Jean Lemaitre, the inquisitor of the order of preaching friars, Call this trial to order. The maid Joan is accused of heresy and witchcraft, of calling up evil spirits to accomplish her will, a crime against God and his holy faith. Whatever glory she has brought to France is temporary. She is directed by Satan, and if not stopped, will bring this country into his bondage. Joan of Arc... Step forward. I now deliver you in the hands of Jean Lemaitre, Vicar of the Lord, Inquisitor of the Kingdom of France. We admonish you to speak the simple and absolute truth on all questions put to you, without reservations to your oath. I will not uh, answer you truly in many things that you may ask me. I, I have sworn before God not to utter certain certain things concerning the revelations. Surely you would not have me perjure myself. Do you dare to call into question the authority of this court? I neither call into question its authority nor, nor its competency. But uh, the authority of this tribunal is under God, as also is my allegiance to a previous oath I have sworn to him. You will lay yourself open to suspicion if you do not swear to speak the truth, if you do not answer all questions put to you. I will swear to tell you what I know, but not all. I came from God and have every reason to believe he will send me back to him shortly. When was the last time you heard this voice, you say, of St. Michael? I was awakened from my sleep by it this morning. And what did this voice tell you to do? St. Michael told me not to be afraid, but to speak out boldly. Were you forbidden by the voice to tell of all the revelations? I have revelations concerning the king which I shall tell you. 
Believe me, it was not the voice of a man who forbade me to tell all. No, it was not the voice of a man, or God, or St. Michael who forbade you to tell all. It was the voice of Satan, and you are the instrument through whom he speaks. I firmly believe in all that the Christian faith teaches, and firmly believe that the Lord redeemed us from the pains of hell and bondage to Satan. I believe that these voices come from God, and at his command... Joan, you are a witch and a tool of Satan. I am a servant of God, and all that I've accomplished I've done at his bidding. Take heed of what you do to me, for I say in truth that I am sent by God, and you put yourself in great peril. I answered my interrogator boldly as my voices had directed me, and I felt a marvelous serenity in my heart as I stood before the tribunal, my hands and feet bound in chains. Tell me, John. There is more than one voice which speaks to you, is there not? Yes. What proof can you give that these voices come from God? Can you be sure you have not been deceived? I have accomplished all that they told me I would. These accomplishments speak for themselves. Did you see St. Michael and the others who spoke to you in your visions? Yes, I did. Describe them to me. What color hair did St. Michael have? Did he have wings? Do your saints... Wear crowns. They were clothed in a very bright light and were exceedingly beautiful. That's not the answer I want. All that I've said about their appearance may be summed up in the words light and beauty. If you wish another answer to your question, I suggest you pray for a vision. You foolish girl, you insolent girl. Don't you know that Satan can appear as an angel of light and clothe himself with beauty? If one is truly devoted to doing God's will, then he shall be able to see through the evil proposed by Satan. Nor would his appearance bring peace or strength to the heart. My apparitions do. By their fruits you shall know, false prophets. You've a good memory for scriptures. Satan can quote scripture also. Yes, I've heard of your ability to quote long passages from scripture in your sermons. What other voices do you claim to hear besides St. Michael? St. Margaret and St. Catherine. I have permission from God to tell you this. Oh? How do you know you have permission from God to tell us some things and not others? I've asked permission from God to tell you the names of the voices I've heard and it was granted. You are deluded, Joan, with ideas of grandeur and self-importance. There are no heavenly voices or visions sent to you by God. In your pride, you will be lost and damned forever. I would rather be torn asunder by horses than do anything without God's leave, or not in accordance with his will. Did God order you to wear a man's dress? Did you think it lawful to assume male attire? I did this at God's command. Had he ordered me to assume a different habit, I should have done it. You like men's dress, don't you? And think you have done well in wearing it. I like what God commands and think I have done well in fulfilling his wishes. When you received your sword, what blessing did you say over it or ask for? I neither blessed it myself nor had it blessed. I wouldn't know how to do it. I treasured it. Because it was found in the church of St. Catherine. I have great devotion to St. Catherine. Which did you prefer? Your banner with the names 
Jesus and Mary written on it, which you carried into battle, or your sword? I preferred my banner to the sword, and I have never killed anyone. You may never have killed anyone in battle, but you are well on the road to destroying many with your witchcraft. If I am a witch, as you say, then I am confident that God will do me in before you lay your hands upon me. Tell me, Joe, do the voices speak in English to you? Why should they? They are not on the side of the English. Are you in a state of grace, John? Answer me. Are you in a state of grace? If I am, I ask God to keep me there. If I am not, I ask him to put me there. Day after day, the Inquisitor hurled questions at me, trying to twist my answers and to confuse me. And day after day, I withstood his verbal attacks with the same boldness with which I'd begun, because I, I knew God was with me. Although I felt like an orphan child, fighting desperately to hold on to the strong hand of God, who guided me in all that I said. Did you think it right to leave your father and mother without permission? To go on this mission from God, as you called it? In all things, I have been obedient to them. Except this one thing. Since God commanded me to go on this mission, it was right to do so. If it were right, then why are there tears in your eyes at this moment? Isn't it because you've sinned against your parents by this act of disobedience? Hmm? Answer me. I am weeping because my heart is not stone. I love my parents. I love my family dearly. Yet if I had a hundred parents, I would have left them for the mission God commanded me to accomplish. Don't you realize that at this moment you're a source of anguish to them? I pray that they have forgiven me for the past. I pray that God will sustain them as he will sustain me in the days that lie ahead. There won't be many days that lie ahead for you if you persist in your sorcery. Now, will you submit all your acts and sayings to the decision of our mother, the Church? I love the Church with all my heart and will support with all my might the Christian faith. As for the works which I have done, I must commit them to the kingdom of heaven. Have your voices told you you'd be freed from prison? Yes. When? In God's time, it's not for me to remember the day and the hour. There are ways to help prisoners remember answers to our questions. Do you know what these instruments are, Joan? Yes. We shall not hesitate to put you to the torture in order to restore you to the way and knowledge of the truth. We seek your salvation. If you were to tear me limb from limb and separate my soul from my body, I wouldn't tell you anything more. And if I did say anything, I should afterward declare that I was compelled to say it by force. And who will come to your aid under torture? Our Lord has always been the master of my doings, and he shall come to my aid. Since you remain stubborn and obstinate in your manner and answers... And since you are not afraid of torture, perhaps the nearness of certain death will change your mind. Take the prisoner to the cemetery of the Abbey of Saint Juan. Here the final sentence will be passed and executed. 
I, Pierre Cochon, by the grace of God, Bishop of Beauvais, declare in the name of this tribunal, having conscientiously considered and discussed and weighed the quality of the person in question, that her apparitions and revelations are fictions of the human imagination and proceed from the spirit of evil. She is a sorcerer and heretic, guilty of misleading the innocent and trying to destroy the unity, authority, and power of the church, and subsequently that of France. We declare you excommunicated and abandoned to secular justice as a limb of Satan, cut off from the church. Joan, I was at the cemetery when you recanted and announced all that you upheld as true during the trial. I was shaken when, after the sentence had been pronounced, you cried out, I uphold all that the church ordains true. Since my judges in the name of the church have pronounced my revelations and visions are false, I, I too shall bow to their decision and confess that I have most grievously sinned in falsely pretending to have had apparitions and revelations from God in wearing immodest dress against the decency of nature and have erred from the path of truth in many ways. May God have mercy on me and never permit me to return to these errors. Why, Joan? Why did you recant so suddenly? Was it fear, doubt, or both? What was it? It was both. My mind was troubled with thoughts that I... I was deluded, as the judge had said. I began to think that it was my great pride that kept me from admitting my error. When I saw the stake and the executioner, I became paralyzed with fear. The thought of dying by fire was too much for me to bear. Before the sentence was pronounced, I had to cry out for mercy. And so your death sentence was mitigated, and you were sentenced to life imprisonment in chains. Yes, but this was of little consolation to me. Now a quick death would be more welcome to me than being imprisoned for the rest of my life alone. Confused. Chained like an animal. But tell me, Joan, after you denied your mission, you once again affirmed it. What happened to make you speak out so boldly again about the truthfulness of your mission and your voices? When I was brought back to my cell and left alone, I... I was overwhelmed with the realization I had betrayed God. I knew I had denied our Lord as Peter once had. I threw myself on them, on the floor, on my knees, and wept. Father in heaven, I have sinned against you. Forgive me. Oh, forgive me. If it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. Joan, you have done great evil in declaring all that you had done was wrong. Would you damn your soul to save your life? I was afraid of the fire. I began to doubt that my voices were from God, especially since they no longer spoke to me. God was purifying your heart, Joan. He wanted you to trust more in his promises than in the assurance of your visions. He 
would have you love him for himself, and not for the gifts he gave you. Tell me, he has not rejected me. I ask his forgiveness. God knows and forgives you for your weakness. Tomorrow, you will speak out boldly before your judges. You will affirm all that in your fears and weakness you denied. Joan, do not be afraid. Tomorrow you will be with us in paradise. What's the meaning of this? Why have you assumed male clothes instead of woman's dress? How dare you appear before the tribunal in this fashion? It is more convenient for me to wear it since I am forced to live in a prison among men. I've resumed it also because you haven't kept the promises made to me. To go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, and to remove my chains. And your voices? Did they tell you to speak so boldly? Yes, and they are from God. I denied my apparitions and many other things from fear of fire. I would rather die than endure the suffering of imprisonment and chains for the rest of my life. I affirm that my voices are from God, and I have been chosen by him to bring glory to France. I have fulfilled all that God commanded. Why should God have chosen you to lead the French army to victory? Answer me! What makes you think you're a chosen instrument of God? God has chosen the weak and foolish things of this world to confuse the wise and strong. Once again, I declare my mission from God to be true and my visions and revelations authentic. Are you still afraid, John? Yes, of pain. My voices have promised me that God will be with me at the hour of my death. I'm sure with his grace, I shall die in his grace. Is there anything I can do for you before tomorrow? Yes, Father. Please hear my confession. And Father, one more favor. Yes, Joan, what is it? Tell my parents and family. I love them very much, and shall always be with them. Joan marched from the prison in chains to her place of execution. How fragile this young girl looked as she was bound to the stake. Her mother stood beside me and cried out to Joan when the wood beneath the scaffold was set afire. Joan's face held a great look of serenity as her tearful eyes looked down upon her mother. I held up a crucifix in front of her, and she cried out in a clear voice, Jesus! 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 I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to heal wounds, 
to unite what has fallen apart and bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greenwood for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.